And I think that's also so crazy about like what she posted is she is a well-known basketball player. Mm -hmm. So she um, has a lot of fans. None of her fans knew that she was battling chronic Lyme disease. Mm -hmm. Nobody knew this. So when she posts this, I bet you she lost a percentage of her fans Mm -hmm. because they now see see her as weak. Hey guys, it's Jess and Haley. And today we are going to talk about something that I'm a little fired up about right now <laughs> that recently happened in the um, Lyme disease community. Um, I don't know who has heard what happened, but um, there was a WNBA player. Her name was Elena Del Don. Yep. That was correct, right? Um, who posted something very publicly on her social media platform yesterday or the day before so you guys don't know what that day is because you're just listening to this now (laughs) but anyways she posted something about how she has been silently battling chronic Lyme disease and nobody really even knew that she was battling it because she didn't share it publicly before this but the reason she started to share it was um this is during the time of the coronavirus, everything going on. Her Lyme doctor told her that, hey, you have chronic Lyme disease, so you're immunocompromised. I think that you should sit out of this upcoming basketball season because it is scary for your health when you're immunocompromised. And her doctor wrote a letter. She had another medical person write a letter backing her doctor's letter, gave it to the WNBA, and they basically told her, I'm sorry. We don't believe that your medical reason is significant enough. And so you can either basically leave the WNBA or you can play your season. Yeah. And they're not willing to pay her her contract. Exactly. And this was huge. It's a huge issue that people with chronic illness deal with a lot, specifically Mm -hmm. Lyme disease, because Lyme disease is very ignored and silenced a lot. I've gone through it. I know plenty of people that have gone through Mm it. Um, It's a huge problem to not really be believed when you have Lyme disease. Yeah, it was it was really interesting to actually read the article once you shared it. I was really excited to read it because I think it's awesome that it brings like awareness to chronic Lyme disease and like the things that go along with it. But it was also frustrating to hear her perspective and her story and I'm sure it was probably very triggering for you. Like you said, you're really fired up about this. And I just feel like it's it's a good topic where we can talk about things that people who battle chronic Lyme actually deal with on a regular basis and things that you've dealt with, you know, since getting diagnosed. Yeah. I mean, it was very triggering. I feel like my head is still spinning today just because of like the emotions that I was going through yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, and what actually, was like the most triggering for you? Um, so the most triggering thing was the comments that people were leaving on her post. So she did a post on Instagram. Like I said, nobody knew she had Lyme disease mm-hmm. until yesterday when she posted this. She made her post and people started commenting on it basically discounting her chronic Lyme disease saying you know like it's not even that bad you should be fine playing like chronic Lyme disease doesn't make you immunocompromised basically just telling her she's an idiot and that everything she's saying is fake and that she's 
dumb for believing her doctors. Yeah. And the doctors that are educated in Lyme disease and chronic Lyme disease. And one of the things like in the article, she talked about how she's taking 64 pills a day Mm -hmm. and she got criticized for that. Like people criticized her for that. And I just think that it's interesting that people would criticize when they literally have zero knowledge of something like this. And I just think that that's like the world that we live in Mm -hmm. is like people are like, this isn't valid. This like this isn't right. You're doing this wrong. And it's like, well, how how am I supposed to do this? Because Mm -hmm. tell me, because traditional medical like medicine is failing people with chronic illness. Mm hmm. It's crazy. Yeah. And I actually had a conversation with somebody after seeing this post um, who was talking about how so because chronic Lyme disease doesn't really have the medical system behind it, a lot of the treatments and stuff are still experimental because doctors can't really get the funding and it's just a shit storm still. Right. Mm -hmm. And I was talking to somebody who's newly diagnosed with chronic Lyme disease recently and she was like, hey. I'm seeing these doctors. These doctors are telling me all these different things that I should try. And um, <laughs> we got a motorcyclist <laughs> in the background. <laughs> oh, that wasn't that loud. We're fine. Okay, so she was like, the doctors are telling me all these different things I should try. I don't know what the right path is. Mm-hmm. So what, what doctors? Was, was she, she was seeing a Lyme doctor. Okay. She was also seeing, she'd also seen other doctors, you okay. know, before the Lyme doctor too, that were giving her their opinions on treatments and stuff. Mm -hmm. But a big part of it is like, there is no known treatment that's going to cure you when you have chronic Lyme disease. So for her to be like, I'm taking 64 pills a day, and that is her choice of her treatment that she has done with her doctor. And then for people to come at her and be like, that's not right. You shouldn't be doing that. That is triggering to her because she doesn't even know if her taking her 64 pills a day is the right treatment she should be doing. No Lyme disease patient will tell you, yeah, the treatment I'm doing, this is the one. It's going to work. Yeah, I feel like that's something you've kind of experienced like throughout your journey is like trying different things and really not knowing what's going to work. But it's like you have to kind of go based on how you feel and it's like you have to give it a solid shot and like you are, like you said, kind of experimenting with these things. And it's also really expensive because like insurance doesn't cover like a lot of this stuff that you're, you're trying to do and things that are working for you. And it's, it's just interesting that somebody would say that's not the right way to do it. When they know absolutely nothing. (laughs) Yeah. Well, something else I thought about too, when I read that, that somebody was like, you probably need to get a new doctor if you're taking that many medications a day. In my head, I think about my dad and my dad has diabetes. He has a heart condition and he probably takes, I mean, I don't, it's not 64 medications a day, but it's a shit ton of medication Mm -hmm. that he's going to be on for the rest of his life because he's not necessarily making the other changes to his lifestyle to like holistically heal. And I just think like holistic healing is more, of a better approach for your health. You know, her supplements and the pills she's taking are Mm -hmm. probably a lot of herbal supplements. And Oh, the majority of them. I mean, she posted a picture of her hands and like holding the supplements Mm -hmm. in them. I mean, it filled up both of her hands Mm -hmm. pretty much and what she takes in one day. And I mean, from having been through it myself, I know that like those are herbal supplements. They're not 
you know, pills yeah. from a conventional doctor. Yeah. Like they're, that's not what they are. So, but when you bring up the point about your dad is like, nobody bats an eye at that though. Nobody. With him taking all of those medications for diabetes like, and I'm heart not, disease. Yeah. People see him doing that and they're like, oh, good job. Yeah. You're taking care of yourself. Let's not You're doing talk about you do. your diet. Let's yeah. not talk about exercise. Let's not talk about your mental health. Let's just keep you on these medications mm-hmm. for the rest of your life. Oh, and insurance will pay for them. So it's okay. Mm-hmm. But then somebody like you, it's like your insurance doesn't pay for shit. Yeah. And it just brings up two points. Like the first point of being like, he's on medication from the conventional medical system. People know about that the most and they believe in that. So they're like, okay, he's doing what he's supposed to be doing, mm-hmm. you know? And then like, um, totally forgot my second point because my mind's just... <laughs> All over the place right now. (laughs) Her shirt says my fog is very brainy today. (laughs) Yes, I I love the shirt. Um, Obviously, yeah, it's a play on words. But um, my brain is all over the place today because of all of the emotions from this post. Um, But yeah, people don't bat an eye at. Oh, yeah, I was going to say people don't bat an eye at him getting his medications from the conventional medical system. And they don't bat an eye because diabetes and heart conditions are are so well known Mm -hmm. you know what i mean well and why do we think those sorts of things are so common and why do we accept those things to be common Mm -hmm. it's yeah it's frustrating it's extremely frustrating and like you said treating chronic lyme disease is so expensive because you pay out of pocket for everything Mm -hmm. and that's what makes her post that she did so intense because this is her career this is what she does to like provide for her and her family. Yeah. And they're telling her, sorry, you can leave if you want. Yeah. Play or we're not paying you. Yeah. And it's like, that's her paycheck. Well, and if I kind of wonder if it would have been another health condition like diabetes or like heart disease or something, asthma. Yes. Something that people are recognizing as immunocompromised because of COVID, I wonder if she would have been excused. So the crazy thing about chronic Lyme disease is, well, it presents differently in every person. Hence the reason that she's been able to manage it and be able to still play at such a big level of basketball. Mm -hmm. She's, you know, she's, that's awesome that she's been able to work with a doctor and maintain her symptoms to be able to do that. Yeah. I'm sure her life every day outside of basketball is absolute hell yeah. because it's probably all put towards managing her symptoms. Mm-hmm. She probably does not much else with her yeah. life. Um, but like <laughs> I fucking lost my train of thought again. Well, I just think <laughs> about like with, I hear like a lot of chronic illness, warriors call themselves spoonies and it's because they have like a certain amount of spoons every day and it's kind of like Mm -hmm. you have to figure out where you apply those and so exactly just like the fact that you mentioned like she's putting all of this energy into her career her life outside of that is probably so affected so to not have the support from the people that you she puts her health on the line Mm -hmm. to play this sport because she loves it but then to not be supported in that or to not even be acknowledged in that yeah. and to be told that that she's crazy for believing her doctor it's like what the actual fuck you oh know? yeah and what i was gonna say was um chronic lyme the symptoms because it's different for everybody the symptoms are very broad there's over like 300 plus symptoms that you can get from lyme disease mm-hmm. and not two people have like 
two people side by side won't have the same symptoms. Yeah. And um, she, like all of the other illnesses you were talking about that may be getting the medical leave that they need, you know, that are more well known as asthma and diabetes and yeah. other things that are, I don't know if diabetes is one of them, but there's a list of some that are like, if you have this, then yeah, you're on our like pre-approved list during COVID of yeah. like being immunocompromised. Blah, blah. I know asthma is one of those. So there's actually like, asthma is a big issue for people with chronic Lyme disease. Like there's a lot of people with chronic Lyme disease that can't breathe very well. Yeah. Like not every patient has that problem, but some people do. Yeah. And so it's like, that's what's so mind blowing because you're just going to discount chronic Lyme disease, but you're going to give a pass to somebody that has the same exact symptoms. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's like chronic Lyme disease is the name of the illness. But what I hear you saying is that there's like 300 plus mm-hmm. symptoms and other medical conditions that people face because of chronic Lyme disease. Exactly. And a, like a good way to describe chronic Lyme disease is that like it's basically an immune response in your body. So you get bit by the tick that transmits the bacteria and it's different because it's how your body responds to it. Mm -hmm. And a lot of how your body responds to it depends on environmental factors, your gene mutations, how you live your life in general. Like it's so many things combined that determine like, you know, your battle with it. Yeah, like how it plays out in Mm -hmm. your body. Well, it's interesting too. One of the comments that I saw, one of like the hateful comments that she got on her social media was that Lyme disease can be treated with like two weeks of antibiotics or something. And I know that that's probably really frustrating for someone like you because you're like, yeah, if she knew when she got bit by the Mm -hmm. tick that she contracted Lyme disease, Sure, maybe the two weeks of antibiotics would help, but if this is something she didn't know about mm-hmm. and was battling for such a long time, it's like the antibiotics won't help, and then it's this chronic condition. I'm actually like seriously impressed with how much you know about chronic Lyme disease because, <laughs> like, I mean, you only learned about it when I did. Like yeah. when I had to start going through all of this is when you started yeah. learning, and like I feel like you're like at the same level <laughs> as me with like your knowledge of it, and I, it's like I'm so thankful for that. Yeah. I just want to tell you that. Well, I just <laughs> feel like it's like important because it's. I mean, it would be like you not understanding why I don't drink exactly, and you like judging me for that. And yeah. I feel like we could have a whole conversation just like on supporting each other and whatever it is. But I just think it's important for people who have a friend who battle battle something like this to like acknowledge it and to be educated in it. Because even if people question me about you, I want to be able to like speak yeah. up and defend you, you know? Oh, so you're so sweet. <laughs> I love you so much. <laughs> Got your back. That's why you're my best friend. <laughs> um, but yeah, the whole antibiotic thing. Um, yeah. So if you get bit by a tick um, and you, well, first off, get the tick tested. You can actually like take the tick out of you and send it to a lab and get it tested. And they can tell you like what specific strains that tick has, which means what specific strains you probably now have. Mm -hmm. Um, You can go to a doctor right away and be like, hey, I just got bit by a tick. They'll give you a couple weeks worth of antibiotics and you can hopefully kill it off right then. Yeah. Doesn't work all the time, but it has worked. Mm -hmm. It's one of the only things that has worked. Yeah. But that's only if you know exactly when you got bit and you saw it. And so you're like, it's been 48 hours since I got bit. Like, and you have that answer. 
then you can go that route. But that's the like number one thing that people know about when they hear Lyme disease is two weeks of antibiotics. Well, and let's talk about testing positive for Lyme disease. Like, can we talk about that for a minute? Yeah. So that's like a whole nother like frustrating part of it. Um, There's some sort of time period actually between when you get bit and when it'll actually show up on testing. And I don't know that off the top of my Mm -hmm. head, mainly because that wasn't how I went through it. So I don't know it. I can't speak on it. Um, But I know that like you can test too soon after getting bit and it won't show. And you can wait too long after getting bit and it won't show. It's like it's super sketchy. Yeah. But then um, a lot of people who have chronic Lyme disease, so they got bit years ago, you know, and never treated it. Now they're dealing with the symptoms. Um, This is also something that can be passed down from mother to child, like during birth. And I don't know if it's Lyme disease or one of the other tick-borne illnesses, but I just want to mention that. Like, it's like somebody could be born with this condition. And not know it. Yes. Right? I mean, even the mother could not know that they have it. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing, too, is there's so many different strains of tick-borne illness Lyme being one strain of tick-borne illness. The most known one. Yeah. And that's the only reason people know about it is because they called it Lyme disease and it had the catchy name. Yep. So everybody's like, Lyme disease, yeah. tick-borne illness, Lyme disease. I know. I call <laughs> I, I say you have Lyme disease, but I know yeah. it's... Yeah. yeah. There's like so many different strains. Um, But so yeah, the mother could not know. Therefore, the baby wouldn't know. The kid could be actually totally fine for the majority of its life mm-hmm. and then end up showing symptoms and they would be like, what the heck's going on? Yeah. Hopefully, if this is a kid being born nowadays, they would be able to figure it out a lot sooner than in the past. But that's why we're fighting so hard to yes. be advocates here. And that's why it's important <laughs> for people to speak up. And that's why it's so huge that Elena like shared her story. Mm-hmm. And I know you kind of, when you were reading the article, like there was something that kind of stood out to you that she said. Yeah. I was going to just read like a little part of her article because um, some people might not have read it that are listening to this. Um, Let's see. Okay, so this part I thought was really powerful. Um, We didn't really talk about this yet, but she wrote, I think when you're younger and growing up, if you're relatively healthy, you think of the world as very black and white, very solution oriented. When this happens, we do that and then it's fixed. Or when I feel sick, I go to the doctor and then I get better. That was more or less how I viewed things. But then all of the uncertainty with my Lyme diagnosis happened and I went on that whole journey and it really began to hit me. I guess just how much is out there that we don't know. So it's just like goes to show that, I mean, I felt the same exact way and that's why I saved that part of it is Mm -hmm. I was raised that same way where I'm like if you have an owie you go to the doctor they test you and tell you what's wrong and then you leave and then you're fixed like in a few days or whatever you know what I mean and that's like how we've all expected Mm -hmm. the doctor to work and not to mention you go to one doctor one and only doctor and you leave and you're gonna be better Mm -hmm. but it's like Lyme disease is not like that (laughs) Well, you, you even went to like your normal doctor and like tried to talk about this and tried to get tested for certain things and were yeah. like literally like laughed at. So I actually 
was seeing a naturopathic doctor when all of my weird symptoms started. Um, I, at the time, knew nothing about Lyme disease. So that wasn't on my radar at all. Mm -hmm. I was just like, something's clearly wrong with me. Like, (laughs) this is what's going on. My doctor was mystified. Um, And my doctor actually, my naturopathic doctor did make the link to mast cell activation syndrome for me, which is awesome because a lot of doctors don't know about that either. But she basically was like, I think you could have this. I don't know what to do for you. So I'm going to send you to this doctor, see if they can help you. And I went to that doctor, asked them to test me for mast cell activation syndrome. And that doctor laughed at me and was like, there's no way that you have it. And that was like my first experience of a doctor not believing me. Mm -hmm. And it was at that point where I was like, shit, like this isn't going to be as easy as I thought. Yeah. Because here I am at the same time as seeing doctors, I'm spending all of my spare time researching and finding people on social media that are dealing with the same symptoms as me, asking them a million questions like, hey, like, looks like you deal with the same shit I do. Like, you say that you have mast cell activation syndrome. Like, what's that? Can you tell me what it is? How do you get diagnosed? Blah, blah, blah. I was doing all this work on my own Mm -hmm. because I could not trust the medical system. And I saw a few doctors, not one of them mentioned that it could be chronic Lyme disease. And not one of them mentioned that it could be mold toxicity. I actually asked a doctor if they could test me for mold toxicity because I had a feeling that that was one of the other issues I was dealing with just from piecing my own story together. And they were like, I don't think you can test for that. And I was like, what? Then how have people got diagnosed for this? Yeah. How have people found out that they have mold toxicity if you don't know if you can test for this? Yeah. Like you're the expert here. Yeah. It was so strange. So I basically at that point kind of wrote doctors off, was still doing the whole social media thing of connecting with other people. And enough things led to chronic Lyme disease it seemed like chronic Lyme disease was the kind of the top of the pyramid, I should say. for all of your other... For everything else that was happening to people. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, well, fuck this. I'm going to get like straight to the point, straight to the root cause of why all these other weird things are happening to me. Mm -hmm. Seems that chronic Lyme disease seems to be this issue for people. I'm going to find a doctor to test me for that. Mm -hmm. And so I made the decision to find a Lyme literate doctor in Seattle, go there and tell her my story and have her test me. Mm -hmm. And it's like, no doctor told me to do that. Mm -mm. Can you imagine where I would be right now if I still was going through just listening to the other doctors that I like, they probably still wouldn't have figured it out. You'd probably be like on like medication for like anxiety. Anxiety and and depression because those were two of my very like, big symptoms at the time how can you not be depressed when you feel the way that I was feeling first off have you ever <laughs> been on like anti-anxiety or no anti- no I never because luckily I was already sort of leaning towards the naturopathic route mm-hmm. by the time all this shit went wrong in my body so I was like very anti-anxiety and depression pills already. I was yeah. like, I'm not taking that shit. I was already taking myself off birth control because I felt like that was toxic mm-hmm. to my body. So, but can I can't imagine if I wouldn't have even known what naturopathic medicine was yeah. if I 
wouldn't have even known that you could holistically heal yourself. Mm-hmm. Who knows what You'd kind of fucking meds I'd be on right now. For the rest of your life. Yeah. Maybe your insurance would cover it, but it, you definitely wouldn't true. feel good or be better. So, yeah, it's absolutely wild. Yeah. But yeah, I think the hateful comments that people were leaving on her post just are the worst part of it. Mm-hmm. It just sucks that somebody can choose to be so vulnerable about something and get that feedback. Well, it's like she's not believed. Mm-hmm. Like people don't believe what she says. Mm-hmm. And I just I just think that that's like crazy. Like that would be so like traumatizing because oh, yeah. you would feel so alone, but also like targeted. Like these people that I don't know that I've never spoken to are coming at me and telling me like I'm crazy or I'm lying. And it's like, I just don't know why people think that that is okay. And it's just random people. It's not like it's doctors that are leaving these comments. No. Like it's just freaking your average Joe from Tinseltown that's just leaving a comment saying, you know nothing about Lyme disease. Spreading hate. You don't know anything about Lyme disease. Yeah. (laughs) Like what? Do you know what chronic Lyme (laughs) is? Do you know what I deal with every single day of my life? Have you even ever been to the doctor? Yeah. Because you sure don't look like you have. Like, (laughs) Well, I just think it's so important to like listen to people's experiences because one thing that she said in the article that really stood out to me, and it's something I've heard you say like so many times, is that you never really know what somebody is going through. Just what, like the same way that other people never know what we're going through. And so I just think it's like so important to spread kindness and to like listen. And it's like, even if you, you aren't educated or maybe you don't agree, I just think that the best thing that we can do for people is just to listen to what they have to say, Mm -hmm. because we're not going to move forward or advance with any of this if we just keep denying people's experiences. Like this is your lived experience and people are like, you're crazy. Mm-hmm. This isn't right. That's not good enough. Do better. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what? Stop taking your medication. Oh, somebody said, like, I hope she you overdose oh, yeah. on your 64 pills yeah, a day. Yeah, she posted about the, I take 64 pills a day. And somebody literally was like, I hope you overdose on your 64 pills a day. So like, horrible. How can you be that cruel mm-hmm. of a person? When somebody is telling you that they're sick. Like, is that what you would say to somebody who has cancer? Like, I hope you you die from your cancer. Absolutely or, not. And that I bring up the cancer comparison all the time. Well, and think it's about so the, well known. Cancer is such a well known illness, disease, whatever mm-hmm. you call it. It's so well known. And there's so many similarities yep. between cancer and chronic Lyme disease. Yep. And it's just insane how differently they're viewed Mm -hmm. well and how the people who deal with them are treated Mm -hmm. like nobody would be like that chemotherapy isn't gonna work you're crazy for doing that why are you doing radiation that's so horrible for you i hope that the radiation kills like Mm -hmm. nobody says that kind of thing but then they say that to somebody about an illness that they have no idea Mm -hmm. about Mm -hmm. it's so frustrating what you were talking about, though, what she said, I'm just going to read it because yeah. I think it was really good. Yeah. Um, so she wrote, 
I think the idea is something like we can never fully understand what someone else is going through or what they've been through in the same way that no one else can ever fully understand what we're going through or what we've been through. There is so much in the world that we don't know, which means the best that we can do is to listen to each other and to learn from each other with as much humility as possible. And then she ends it with, I hope that in the future, the WNBA can aspire to do the same, which is so powerful. I love that she did that little like jab at you guys. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I just I also think like just with everything else going on in the world and like the Black Lives Matter movement and stuff like. And this is very similar. It is because so similar. We need to listen to people's lived experiences Mm -hmm. and we can't just discount them and say that they aren't valid because we haven't experienced them Mm -hmm. firsthand. And I just think that it applies to like so many things, you know. It's so similar to the whole Black Lives Matter thing happening because like I'm a white person. Mm -hmm. I haven't lived the life of a black person. Mm -hmm. If they were to share their story, I would never leave hateful comments on it Mm -hmm. trying to discount what they're going through. Mm -hmm. I would never. And it's also like there. Well, I will say there are fucking people that do. There are people out there Mm -hmm. who are leaving hateful comments saying that this is not valid, that they're lying. But I also think about people who deal with sexual trauma and sexual abuse. Like the we know that you don't you believe the people like you're supposed to believe the people. But then there are people out there that question everything and Mm -hmm. like, well, what were you wearing? Like, (sighs) were you drunk? You know, and it's it's just interesting. It's kind of like this thing that happens with a lot of stuff. Yeah. I mean, I can say personally from my experience, um, I look back to like before I went through the whole sickness and I definitely had a different view than I do now. Mm hmm. And so I try to remind myself of that when people aren't responding in the way that I think that they should be responding or, um, but I was never like a hateful person. I never left, left hateful comments on people's, that's like a whole nother story, but there were people that would post things that I would not understand at all. So I would just kind of ignore it and like, oh, like I can't relate to that. So I'm not going to put my energy into it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Whereas like now I've gained so much empathy for other people that are going through any struggle. Like when I, (laughs) I'm a little bit more collected in my emotions these days, but (laughs) I would say probably a year ago, um, I had like so much empathy built up that like somebody could fall and like scrape their knee and I would like start crying for them because I would just be like oh my god like are you okay can I help you like do you need anything yeah it's like you're a highly sensitive (laughs) yeah I was like super highly sensitive to any little struggle somebody Mm -hmm. is going through and I'm extremely happy that I learned that and that I gained so much empathy yeah because life is so much better now (laughs) yeah well you can come at things with like more compassion and understanding that we never know what somebody is going through Mm -hmm. like it's like things may look one way outside and like this could literally just be like in people's lives in relationships things could look one way but they could be going completely different like we have no idea what's going on behind the scenes or in somebody's head or in somebody's body like and I think like that's why it's called like a chronic illness but like also like an invisible illness Mm -hmm. like you deal with something that people can't see so people don't people look at you and say you look healthy 
And it's like, well, I'm not, you know. And I think that's also so crazy about like what she posted is she is a well-known basketball player. Mm -hmm. So she um, has a lot of fans. None of her fans knew that she was battling chronic Lyme disease. Mm -hmm. Nobody knew this. So when she posts this, I bet you she lost a percentage of her fans mm-hmm. because they now see her, see her as weak mm-hmm. or vulnerable or just sick. Yeah. People love to just give the sick label and have that be the reason that they don't like somebody well, anymore. Well, it's almost like a way to like wash our hands of it mm-hmm. and just say you're like you you just have this problem. You're yeah. just like a sick person. I mean, I also think about it like with alcohol and like you're just an addict Mm -hmm. like this is just your problem it's not exactly because of other things yes and the cool thing about well i'm sure well i know for a fact probably every illness has this but i know for like the chronic lyme disease there's like a huge community Mm -hmm. of people especially on social media that share their stories so publicly. So yeah, she probably lost some fans that now see her as just a sick, weak girl, but she gained so many people Mm -hmm. that are like on her side now. Like I am a big part of the chronic, chronic illness and Lyme disease community on social media. And I will tell you when this post came out, it was blowing up on my Instagram. Yeah. Everybody was sharing it. Everybody was leaving nice comments Mm -hmm. and like sending her love and like good wishes and like reaching out to her. And it was just like that. The positivity that she Mm -hmm. received from it was totally outweighed the negative comments. Yeah. And I hope that she can see that. Mm -hmm. She might not at first because this is her first post yeah of being so vulnerable and i remember my first post i didn't have nearly as many followers as she does which would have made it a thousand times more scary but i remember how scared i was to post it because i knew i would lose people Mm -hmm. you know i knew people would see me in a negative way but it also gives people the ability to rally around her exactly think that that's really cool she has a huge support system now that she probably didn't have before yes just by sharing her experience Mm -hmm. you know one thing you said too is that like people look at her as like weak Mm -hmm. when I think just being educated about this like she's actually one of probably the strongest people like knowing that she battled with this silently and like is going through all of this stuff and never spoke out about it but still has showed up to do her job yeah like it seems like this may have been just like her breaking point where she's like I can't pretend that this isn't happening anymore I mean I think a lot of like Lyme patients have that breaking point Mm -hmm. where they get fucked over enough and then they get fucked over in such a huge way that they're like, I'm not going to deal with this anymore. Yeah. Like, I'm going to fucking say something because first off, I don't want to be treated like this way or I don't want to be treated this way. And I don't want to see everybody else going through this to be treated this way. Like, this is bullshit. Mm -hmm. And that is why we share our stories and we're so vulnerable on social media is so that we can hopefully create change. Yep. You know, and just bring awareness to issues and things that are stigmatized and that people don't really realize. Exactly. But um, Ali Hilfiger, mm-hmm. another big um, celebrity who has chronic Lyme disease, um, she's been pretty open about it, um, has a book and everything on it. And I was reading her book and she was telling about when she was first going through her diagnosis, 
in how she felt so sad all the time because she felt like I'm sick. Like there's all these things wrong with me. I feel so weak. I don't feel like I'm as good of a person as everybody else because I have all of these issues. Mm -hmm. And it really like was really hard on her. And then she was like, once I got diagnosed, once I learned more about chronic Lyme disease, she was like, I realized that I'm one of the strongest fucking people that I know. Yes. And like that line itself made me cry Mm -hmm. when I was reading it. Yeah. Because for a long time, I've known there was something off in my body. Didn't really know what it was. And I always felt like down deep down, like something's wrong with me. So I don't deserve this or I, you know, like I'm not as active as that person. So I'm less of a person. Yes. Or I get really socially awkward yeah because i'm now know i get sensory overload yeah and that's why i'm so socially awkward yeah but at the time i just thought i was socially awkward mm-hmm. and so i'm less of a person than those people that are super outgoing mm-hmm. and can pu- be public speakers and all yeah. that stuff it's interesting too because it's like i i've heard a lot of people talk about just like our society and like the need to succeed and achieve and get ahead and like this like hustle work hard all the time and not give ourselves any rest and I think like we've just been trained to kind of view our success and our happiness based on the things that we accomplish and the things that we achieve so it's just kind of interesting when you can shift that perspective and just be like I'm not it's it's not what I achieve that makes me worthy, but it, I feel like it's more just like how you feel inside and how you're able to show up and and just kind of being at peace with that and just knowing like you don't need to get ahead or succeed or achieve like it, it's okay to relax, mm-hmm. you know, and especially for somebody with a chronic illness, like your, your bar may not be as high as somebody else, but you are stronger than most people you know exactly yeah i i mean the shit that a chronic lyme disease person deals with every day i always tell people i'm like your average healthy person would not last three days in my body no like they would go insane yeah they'd be so pissed off they would think that they're dying first off well and (laughs) i'm just so used to it now that it's like it's normal for me Mm -hmm. but i mean i posted something about so i i have dealing with really really bad period pain these days and trying to get it figured out don't know what's going on but so bad to the point where like my menstrual cramps make me have to take a painkiller i don't take those things they scare the shit out of me i hate them super against them when i say take a painkiller i take a fourth of a painkiller so let's be (laughs) real but it i just take enough to relieve those that pain because it is like i'm on the floor bawling my eyes out yeah Well, and you already have like a really high threshold for pain. (laughs) So this is what's crazy to me. When I take that fourth of a painkiller, I don't feel pain anymore, right? It's not just my menstrual cramps. Like I don't realize until I take that how much fucking pain I'm in every fucking day of my life. Wow! Like it is wild to me to be like painless. Yeah. I'm like, this is what people feel like. This is what normal, healthy people feel like. Like, I just, I'm like, there's so many things I could do in my life. Like, (laughs) I could do so many fucking things right now Mm -hmm. with, like, no pain like this. Mm -hmm. I'm like, this is wild. Well, and 
it would how easy would it be for you to abuse that oh, and run away totally. from your pain so i think about that too when mm-hmm. i have to take it for the cramps i'm of course there's a like a any normal person yeah when you feel that good after taking something like that you're like why don't i do this more often yeah right because it's like i feel so fucking good yeah but luckily i'm terrified of things like yeah. that and i also have had loved ones go through addictions mm-hmm. so i know you know i'm not gonna even get close to it but i know a lot of people that have chronic illnesses yeah illnesses in general that do abuse like pain yeah. pills for that reason yeah so it's just yeah it's i mean that comes sad. up in my mind every time well and then you think about how many people like have gone undiagnosed like with something like this mm-hmm. and and then they abuse medication or pain like pain pills or whatever to like numb it Mm -hmm. and then people just think that they're this crazy like drug addict Mm -hmm. but it's like really if they had the help that they needed like they could get and that goes back to we just want to be fucking believed yes we just want people to be like yeah we understand that you're going through shit Mm -hmm. maybe we don't know anything about it but we're we're gonna gonna help you yeah we're going to listen to you. We're going to be there for you. Mm-hmm. That's all we fucking want. Mm-hmm. That's all Lime Warriors want. Yeah. When I think about like coming back to this article, how terrifying it probably was for her to actually speak up and speak mm-hmm. out about something like this. But I think I like I know why you share your story and it's like to turn that like that pain into like a purpose and to bring mm-hmm. awareness to something like this. And so I just think like it comes back to like you guys are like the strongest people out there, you know, because it's like you have this like thing you're struggling with and it's like terrifying to speak up about, Yeah. but you, you do it because you know that it's going to bring awareness to it. And I think you and I have talked about too, how like vulnerability used to be seen as weak. Mm-hmm. Like I know I used to see it as weak too. Yeah. That's just, I feel like how most people are raised to think about vulnerability. Mm-hmm. You know, if you show your feelings, you're weak. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know men are told this a lot. Yeah. Probably a lot more than us. And so like, but now I see vulnerability as like so strong. And yes. I know you do too. Yeah. It's just powerful. It's like, it gives other people like validation to know like, I'm not in this alone. And especially in our world where so many people struggle with like mental health issues. Mm -hmm. It's like we all need to be okay actually like speaking up instead of like hiding and pretending that everything is like perfect. Mm -hmm. Like because like because life's not perfect. Life is fucking hard. Yeah. (laughs) Like it just shit goes wrong mm -hmm. every day. (laughs) It does. Yeah. And it's just I just think that I appreciate people who are vulnerable and share the hardship because I I don't relate when people don't have like something that they're struggling with. Like mm-hmm. it's like you can't find that common ground. Like, yeah, maybe I love your outfit or whatever. Like, cool. But it's like that doesn't really help me connect with you. Exactly. But it's like, how can you relate to somebody if you don't know enough about it? Mm-hmm. And so like. So my um, sister-in-law actually mm-hmm. said something really sweet to me. Um, I sent the article that Elena had put out about um, or her letter to the WNBA. I sent it to my sister-in-law and my brothers. Mm-hmm. And my sister-in-law responded a very like sweet message. Like, thank you for sending this to me. You know, like I'm so sorry that you go through like 
similar struggles to her, blah, blah, blah. Um, and I messaged my sister-in-law privately out of like the group text. And I was like, thank you so much for responding. Like, it just means the world to me that you would actually read it. Yeah. And like that you're responding in general. Because she could easily have just not read it or she could easily have read it and just never said anything. Yeah. Which I get it too. Like, you know, they're not going through it. They don't understand it. Everybody processes it differently. Yeah. So I learned to not take that as take or like take it in a negative way. But I um, or she said to me, she was like, I may not understand what you're going through, but I love to listen and learn. Mm -hmm. And I realized like she always is like commenting or messaging me on like things that I post. Like she'll ask me questions and she'll make comments on stuff. And it like, yeah, she doesn't understand it, but she's showing that like, hey, I understand you're going through a struggle. I'm going to learn about it. Yeah. Like I'm going to ask you questions and like, that means the world to That's me. all you really want. Yeah. Nobody the, is going to fix this issue for you. Mm-hmm. It's just like you want to be heard and yeah. understood and believed. Exactly. I know? just want like my loved ones to be like, we understand you're going through a tough time. Mm-hmm. And surprisingly, I haven't had that many of them say that to me. I know. <laughs> That's sad. But I think uh, I, mean, I could talk about this forever, but um, I think the main point of me discussing this article is first off, I just really hope that she can get like the community that she needs now that she has shared. And I think she will. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that she will be really powerful in the Lyme disease community. Um, a part that did kind of break my heart is when she was apologizing for not having used her platform mm-hmm. to share about Lyme disease, like until this point. And for me, I'm like, you don't need to apologize about that because like that's your choice whether you want to share publicly mm-hmm. or not. I will like there are so many people that reach out to me on Instagram and are like, hey, I have Lyme disease, too. I'm struggling as well, but I don't share it so openly like you do. And the first thing I say to them, I'm like, you don't have to share it openly. Mm-hmm. That is your decision. I like I don't think of you as any less of a person yeah. because you're not sharing it in the way that I'm sharing it. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what else you have going on in your life, For you sure. know, like it, that's totally up to you. Well, and we all kind of have different roles to play. Exactly. And so when she wrote that in her letter, she's apologizing about not having used her platform. I'm like, that breaks my heart because yeah. you shouldn't have to use your platform for the Lyme disease community, this should be a thing that's already recognized, already respected. Yep. And so, yeah, it just made me really sad. But I am very thankful that she is now a part of the community mm-hmm. and hopefully can use her platform to raise awareness, just like, you know, Yolanda Hadid has done over yep. the years and Ellie Hilfiger and Justin Bieber. Yeah. And um, a lot of other people. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad but, that we got to talk about this. I'm glad we did too. And my head is still like spinning so freaking fast and I'm sweating. <laughs> I'm sweating so bad. <laughs> well, we did want to ask a question of you guys. So we have our Instagram page, Social Soul Podcast is our Instagram. And we actually just 
we want you to tag us in your posts about chronic illness. Yeah, if you're somebody suffering from chronic illness, um, any chronic illness doesn't have to be chronic Lyme disease because a lot of chronic illnesses deal with the same shit. Mm-hmm. Um, tag us in your posts so that we can see and rally around you. Rally around and you. Support yeah, because we want to support all of you who are going through any health struggle because it's not easy. We know that firsthand. Yes. So we look forward to seeing those. And until next time, we'll catch you guys later. Bye, guys.